Good evening and welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata here on a Thursday night. You know it's a good night. The games get over early, right? Games get over early. They were all played early in the day. And now we're just watching Danny Salazar finish things off right here on Thursday evening as we get ready for Memorial Day weekend. And it's a great time, of course, to honor all the people that served our country. Some gave their lives and others just for protecting the freedoms that we have. So I want to wish everybody a happy Memorial Day and also tell people to be careful out there out on the roadways. Just out here, I was hearing a commercial today about all the fatalities they've had on Route 95 over the past year, and it's disturbing. So to be careful out there, sure, have a little fun, but absolutely, when you get that opportunity, just stay safe. Stay safe, my friends. Stay safe. We've got a special show lined up for you tonight. Of course, we're going to bring in Dan Strafford from FantasyInsiders.com. And i got to tell you, one of the things that I'm most proud of in this industry is that, you know, in the daily fantasy sports industry, what I've come across is that people always willing to help people out. Like, yeah, the Roto-Grinders, Daily Roto, FantasyInsiders.com, and people go on each other's shows and promote each other. And that doesn't happen all the time uh, since I've been in the fantasy sports business. So it's great uh, that we do this, and it's great that we have people on uh, throughout the shows because, of course, you've heard Stevie uh, Young uh, on the podcast from time to time. We've had Rad Thad uh, join us from over at Rotogrinders.com. So kudos to the daily fantasy sports industry uh, for being all-inclusive and keeping everybody a part of it. And that is a huge thing as far as building uh, the daily fantasy community and having fun with it because it's a lot of money and it's a lot of uh, competition, but it's great to have a little fun and meet some of the personalities that are in this business and the people that play. It's the Daily Roto Podcast with Tony Sicotti. You can also hit us on the Fantasy Sports Network, FNTSY. You call your local cable provider, tell them you need the Fantasy Sports Network, and tell them you absolutely need to be part of it. And if they don't get it, you can move, or you can go to FantasySportsNetwork.com and jump all over that. The other thing you want to do is you want to make sure you listen to SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio on Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 11, Nando DeFino and myself. And, of course, you get Scott Angle, Adam Ronas from the Roto Experts from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. And they do a tremendous job. They get me all fired up in the morning. I, I always say the, the king, Scotty Angle. I mean, who's better than him at impersonation? So if he doesn't know an answer to a baseball question, he just pretends he's Ray Flowers and then all of a sudden comes to him. He's perfected some crazy things there uh, with our guy, uh, Scotty Angle. So tonight, the Danny Salas, I was funny. Uh, I said this on the uh, show this afternoon uh, on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio that uh, I thought tonight was a night that was a one-pitcher. There's only one guy to choose from. It was Danny Salazar. Now, Salazar only went six innings. He had eight strikeouts. He had five hits allowed, but he had three walks in typical Danny Salazar fashion. I think the one surprise to me, though, is um, in tonight's action, I went with Jesse Cesar Chavez as opposed to going with uh, Clay Buckholtz. A lot of people had Julio Turan finally put it together. And I think that a lot of times that's what we people get caught up on, is that they get caught up on 
looking at guys in slumps, looking at guys on streaks. And one of the things they forget is that you've got to take into account for the last three years, last two years. And somebody asked me this on Twitter. Why would I go with Andrew McCutcheon's last three years when he's hit 177? My answer to that is, we're taking Andrew McCutcheon has a skill based on his last three years. He has a skill for hitting left-handed pitchers. He has a certain skill for hitting right-handed pitchers. And that's why we don't go and say, oh, over the last seven days, this guy's on fire. We want to see a skill there. So that is the reason that we look at these numbers and we dig deep in these numbers and we just don't jump on the hottest guy or the guy that's, you know, absolutely putrid. And to tell you the truth, I do it the opposite way. I'm more inclined to use a guy that's underperforming for the last couple of weeks that has a long track record history of success versus right-handed, left-handed pitchers or in a good ballpark. And the reason I'm okay with that is because their price dropped. And when you're talking about daily fantasy sports, that's the whole key. It's trying to get the most value for your dollar. So that's a big key when you go at it there. So I think that that's just one of the questions on Twitter that came up today is that uh, dealing with streaks and a guy's batting 380 in the last seven games or a guy's 500 in the last eight games or in the, you know 12 at-bats that he's had against James Shields. He's hit three home runs. Those are all great, but you can't use that as the determining factor. What we do is we take the history, we find a batter with a skill, and we find a pitcher with a lack of skill, and that's where we go from it. So streaks are things that you've got to bury in the past. And one of the guys that's on a great streak, of course, he's on a great streak in life. It's Dan Strafford from FantasyInsiders.com, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, and he's joined us on the program tonight. Dan, how are we doing, my man? We're doing well, Tony. How are you, man? I'm doing good. You know, it's uh, great. I don't get to talk to Dan much, and it's funny. At one time, Dan and Mark Healy were on following us on one of the nights, uh, so I got to listen to their show. But now they're on Saturday nights late, and it's funny. I'm on seven days a week. I I listen to all the shows, but Saturday night's like the one night that i got to pretend that I don't – do fantasy like I gotta have one normal night, and unfortunately it's Saturday night, so I don't get to listen to the show a lot. Uh, but I did have a night where I went to an Elton John concert and on the way home. <laughs> I felt coming home from Elton John, it's okay to listen to a fantasy show. I, I agree, and it was a great uh, time having you call in and, and discuss the show, uh, and uh, certainly chime in with uh, Joe and I over there on the Black Book. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, between what Mark brought me in to do, co-hosting his show, and then evolving to now being the Fantasy Black Book with my buddy Joe, um, and getting on to, to do the Fantasy Insider stuff and evolving in DFS, it's certainly been a, a great run, uh, and Sirius has been a, a great part of that, and obviously uh, FI, and, and the whole daily fantasy world. It's it's really funny to see, Tony, how uh, competitive it can be, but still so welcoming. So it's been pretty cool to be a part of I'll tell you what, actually, before you came on, I was giving big kudos to the daily fantasy sports industry. I've been at SiriusXM since 2009, and in this daily fantasy industry, we've had guys uh, from Roto-Grinders, Rad Dad's been on the show, uh, Stevie Young uh, has been on the show like once a week, and now we bring uh, Dan Strafford in from FantasyInsiders.com. I actually have some of those guys on my SiriusXM show as well, 
And yet, in the yearly leagues, it's not always as chummy uh, in the fantasy industry that I've been in. Uh, right now, CBS does not allow any of their employees on my show, uh, but they're allowed to go on other shows because of uh, Nando DeFino and his past experience over at CBS. Uh, there's other guys that are not allowed on the shows that I'm not just going to throw on the podcast here, and they can't come out there. Uh, so, you know, it's crazy, but in Daily Fantasy... Everybody seems to get along. It's great. Like, I was so shocked when I went out to the Fantasy Aces live event how much people got along but were competing for large amounts of money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't had the, the luck uh, or, or the skill yet to get to one of those live finals, but from what I've heard and what I've watched, um, you know, the DraftKings TV live finals, the, the FanDuel coverage as well, what I've seen from Aces as, as well, it's a great community. And, sure, you have – your, your two or three percent of guys who or gals you may question where their motives are on Twitter at times, uh, but I think more often than not, uh, it's a community that's very self-aware and understands that this is this is the time to sort of hunker down and band together to push this industry forward and really be part of something much bigger than ourselves. And I came in late, you know, compared to, to yourself and some of the other guys who've been covering it a little bit longer. Obviously, David Kitchen and Drew and Mike Leone, uh, some guys who've been in there from the start, um, have been welcoming. I, I butt heads at times with Leone. We have good fun on Twitter. But always in, in the sport of discussing daily fantasy and, and really trying to, to make it better and get us all – Let's all get paid. Let's, let's all do it together. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Dan Stroud from FantasyInsiders.com. I'm going to ask him how he got started in Daily Fantasy, what made him go to Daily Fantasy, and see if you guys out there in listener land can relate. So you listen to Daily Roto Podcast. Stay tuned for more Daily Roto. We're back from the Daily Roto Podcast, Dan Stroud, FantasyInsiders.com, and we're knocking it out of the park. Now, Dan, why did you get involved in Daily Fantasy? What first made you decide, hey, I've been talking about fantasy sports. Why not try this daily thing? When I was on with Mark on Going 9, what's now three years ago, um, I read an article uh, somewhere about DraftDay.com, actually, and, and it just seemed interesting. It seemed like something that was up my alley um, I am a bit of a uh, need-it-now personality. I like things happening and, and being able to control it and then move on. Uh, so I figured I'd check it out, and I, I started writing articles for Mark's site, Going9Baseball.com, uh, just sort of talking about how the game worked and how draft day worked. Um, and surprisingly enough, a friend of mine from high school was listening uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve Finkelstein, who was building a new website with some guys in the daily fantasy industry uh, named David Kitchen and Ben Pritchett and Dan Gasper. And he said, hey, why don't you at least hang out, listen to what they have to say, and maybe someday we can get you more involved. And, and that's what happened. Over time, I was still doing the serious show. Um, I was doing daily fantasy there and, and doing it on the side myself. Um, and over time, it just became something I, I focused on. And the podcast was born. And from there, uh, it's been fun and it's been a, uh experience of learning, really, Tony. I mean, I will be the first to admit on our podcast, the first to admit on Sirius. I am no expert. I don't try to be an expert in this field. I like to learn. I'm a student of daily fantasy, and I'm just trying to share what I've learned with other people who are in the same, similar situation that I'm in. 
We're speaking of Dan Stravin, FantasyInsiders.com, SiriusXM, Fantasy Sports Radio. And it's interesting, and I give people credit for taking that approach because uh, I work with Nana Dafina, who actually, I think, set the fantasy world, the daily fantasy world, a buzz because he basically came on to do a daily fantasy show and said, I don't even know how to play, but I'm going to mm-hmm. learn how to play. And And people were taken back by it. And I said, you know what? This is the greatest thing ever because we have, at the time, only 5% of the fantasy players playing daily fantasy. Uh, I believe that number is well over that now. Uh, But at the time, we had Fandle's Nigel Eccles on and said only 5% of the people were playing. So all of a sudden, we put on the radio a guy that they could relate to. And Mm -hmm. I thought he was like one of the most important people in the daily fantasy industry, and, I, and a lot of the you know regular professional players uh, were taken back by it. And the truth is, the people that play and try to do this for a living, it's about 50 people. So we have a radio audience of a lot more than 50 people that we're trying to right. uh, relate to and trying to reach. And for those 50 people, for you to continue to have excellence, we need to grow and we need to get more and more people in for the first time, and I think that more people that are getting involved, especially from a media perspective, like at SiriusXM, like on the podcast people listen to, they don't have to be professionals. They have to put a good show together, and if they offer advice, you can judge by their logic and their reasoning and how they came to their conclusions uh, what what you should take for advice. The way I always, what I always equate it to is when you know the band before they make it big. Um, you want credit for that. You want everyone to know that you knew of um, REM before they hit, or you knew of U2 before they hit, or you knew of whoever's cool and hip today. I, I've got to admit I'm not so into music uh, currently, but um, other than what my daughters listen to. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, though, I think there are some in the industry who believe that only the best players should be talking about the game, and I get that point of view, and I understand they also think the players who have been sort of holding up the industry should be the ones getting the accolades. I understand that as well. But, Tony, you nailed it. We need to talk to not the 5% that are already playing Daily Fantasy because they're already in. They're in the door. And, yeah, we give them advice and they count and they listen, and we love them definitely. We love that they listen to the Daily Roto podcast, the FI podcast, all of them. But who we need to talk to is the 95% of people who are not yet playing. The, or whatever, 97, uh, 93%, 90%, whatever that number is right now, and cultivate them to understand the game, understand its accessibility, and see the value in playing Daily Fantasy. And if they choose to move on and play it, help them along the way. Because no one wants to enter something and lose. That's just, you don't want, you're not going to come back. So what I try to do, I, what you guys try to do, is help cultivate a, a culture where people can learn and compete, and win from time to time. The, the Sharks are always going to be the Sharks. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, you're going to have guys, and not a negative connotation to Sharks, a positive where these guys are good. They know what they're doing. They're professionals. Uh, they're going to win more often than they lose. Um, maybe not at 94% win rate, but um, they're going to get it done. Uh, so it, it's fun to, to watch it evolve and watch some people get a little bit miffed. But for me, and, and this is Nando's the best. I think Nando uh, is one of the best hosts that fantasy sports has to offer, whether it's about season-long, daily, football, baseball, and he's a personality that daily fantasy probably needs. 
Uh, and I think uh, he's done a great job leading the charge from a from an everyman perspective, and I certainly respect him for that. You know, it's interesting. We're speaking with Dan Strap of FantasyInsiders.com. You know, when you look at what's going on right now in the daily fantasy industry, it was the first time this year since I've been there, and I've been the Sirius XM since 2009, where we actually talked about fantasy basketball other than the two weeks prior to the draft, you know, to your fantasy basketball drafts to the opener. And to have fantasy basketball discussed for a segment each hour or two segments or a whole hour, it was refreshing. And I'm a guy that, you know, loves fantasy baseball probably more than the other sports, fantasy football second. But I love the variety now that daily fantasy sports has brought so during the week, now we have fantasy golf segment uh, every Wednesday. Uh, we've had MMA when they have those uh, uh, previews. Heck, we even had a fantasy movie segment the other night. And it's amazing uh, a lot. This is because of daily fantasy sports. And now NASCAR is coming, and we'll be uh, trying to hit on that as well. And I think the daily fantasy sports industry has been so beneficial and such a boon for an industry that kind of went stagnant. Absolutely. Yes, this is exactly what the fantasy law at large industry needed. Um, I know you'll have some of the season all Star Wars not love the direction it's going in. I think you will see over time a, a slow diminishing of roto leagues when it comes to baseball, um, simply because you have guys and girls starting at 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, playing free daily fantasy games. Um where they then turn into 18, maybe playing for cash, and they know head-to-head points numbers. And so Roto may diminish a little. Uh, but the energy and the, um, honestly, the cash that has come with FanDuel and DraftKings and all of these sites uh, is certainly something that ha- has helped the industry push it forward and keeps it in the news. You know, you constantly have articles and uh, discussions about fantasy sports, not all of them great, but it's always in the news now, which is, Five years ago, it wasn't, and, and that's a big step forward for the industry. You know what's most amazing, and when I think about this all the time, is you got a guy like Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, Al Zeidenfeld, uh, Peter Jennings, right, that go and they play, and they've made a lot of money playing. So there's people out there skeptical why they would sell their advice and why they would try to help people out when they're playing and making the monies themselves. And it's interesting because they really care about trying to promote the industry as a whole and getting more people playing, and they felt like education was important to keep this industry strong. And it's amazing that they're going after it this way. And there's a couple of players out there that have made as much as them, and they've chosen to keep things secret and try to go there. I give them a lot of credit, and sometimes I question Drew and Mike's uh, mentality on why they go about this <laughs> this way. And I, I know and there's a financial incentive, uh, so I'm not going to hide that from people for them. And they do sell products at DailyRoto.com. But, heck, you know, Drew's going to do whatever he makes at DailyRoto.com selling premium products. He's already made, you know, 25 times that playing fantasy sports itself. It's it's a, a funny thing to talk about at times of what someone's motivation is. Um, you sit there and, and wonder why they do it. They do it because they love it. 
you know, and they, they believe in this sport and believe in the industry. Um, and certainly, there's, as you said, there's money to be made. There's money, consistent money to be made. We'd be lying to ourselves and to our listeners to say that you are going to consistently and knowingly have a steady income from daily fantasy sports because there is volatility to it. There is, you know, the, the possibility to lose. Um, whereas owning a business and, and controlling your content, you know that business and you can run it, and that's great. But I think even further, the names you mentioned, you throw in the, the likes of the guys over at Fantasy Insiders and, and even uh, some others at some other sites, um, they know that they know the industry, they know they can share their knowledge, and sure they can and make a few bucks off of it, uh, but they believe in it, and they're showing it, and they're showing the content. I'm with you, Tony. I, I think it's laughable when somebody questions Oh, you know, you, you're writing up the players you don't want us to play because you want us playing you. And oh, come on, like, <laughs> how would any business model last like that? Hey, don't drink Coke. Don't drink Coke. You know what? We don't want you, don't drink Pepsi. I'm gonna buy all the Coke from it. Stop it. No, you you market what you believe in. You, you do what you believe in. I think these guys are all class acts. Um, it, it comes through on Twitter. It comes through in their content. Um, and, and I think it's something that the industry needs to latch on to and, and ride. These are personalities that work hard and get the job done. So I hope uh, when we talk about ESPN wrapping up stuff and CBS wrapping up uh, content, these guys who've been doing and doing it well, not just because they've been doing it, but doing it well, start to get their breaks as well as we move the industry forward. It's Dan Stroud of FantasyInsiders.com. We're going to take one last break, and then we'll be right back with Dan Stroud Welcome back to the Daily Roto Podcast, Dan Stroud, FantasyInsiders.com. We're talking about the daily fantasy industry, and now uh, fantasy baseball's front and center. You know, and one of the things that we talk about greatly is I got a question on Twitter today about, and it was just a, um, they were asking me a question about the last seven days, and I said, damn, I don't even know the last seven days what anybody's doing. You know, I generally go for a broader scope of period of time. And then the guy asked me, well, why not, would you care, why would you not, uh, care about the last seven days. Obviously, if you go back a couple of years, you'd take Andrew McCutcheon over, so, you know, so-and-so, and, and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, but I, today I could probably find somebody with a better price and a better ballpark and a game with a higher total uh, than Andrew McCutcheon as well. And the guy was baffled. Like, he never even thought of it like that. What do you do when you first try to go and set up your lineups for Daily Fantasy Baseball? I'm lucky, and I think uh, I will be first to admit this. Uh, doing the podcast, we talk about it. So for an hour, we talk about the slate. So I'm very uh, far ahead of the curve in that I have either Dave Lockren or, or Dan Gasper, somebody talking to me about it, and that's, I think, helpful for anything you're trying to do, talking it out. Um, I'm looking, typically, I look at my top pitcher, um, if I'm on FanDuel, single pitcher, if I'm on DraftKings, double pitcher, obviously, I'm looking for my top pitcher first, um, getting that price and getting it out of the way. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I want to know who my best option is. I'm going to pay up for pitching every time. And then I'm focusing on my bottom pitchers. Who am I targeting again? So are there any stacks available? And that's where I'm starting my research. Uh, so on a night like Friday night uh, where you have Sean O'Sullivan pitching and you have Kyle Kendrick on the mound, I know I'm going to at least start my research with, you know, San Francisco bats and I'm start my research with Washington bats so I can start to build a lineup of the best batters in the best position 
to succeed. And I always remember and I remind myself of this every day, and it sounds silly, but these are professional athletes who fail seven out of ten times. So no matter how much research I do, I potentially will still be wrong. So it's just sort of a level-setting idea for me. Um, and then from there, Tony, it's, it's a lot of price tags and trying to work in the right prices. And, and you know, maybe you lock in Harper early, and then you realize he's 6000 on FanDuel on Friday night. And you have to come off of him because it's just too much to pay for one player. And you go through those sort of mechanisms of, of comparing, contrasting. Um, I do a lot of tier stuff when I can. Hey, this player and this player are both at 3,800. Here are their matchups. Who do I like better? I might not use either of them, but just to, again, make sure I'm getting everything in. Um, and I read a lot. You know, the, the content that's out there from Fantasy Insiders, I definitely check out. Uh, but I try to check out uh, baseball perspectives and fan graphs and all the different sites that give you all the great content, all the numbers uh, that go behind the articles we write and the podcasts we do uh, is certainly somewhere I start as well. You know what's crazy is I got a huge advantage, and and you could probably relate to this. Doing the podcast the night before for the following day, uh, I'm getting a jump on it myself, and it takes me a couple hours to actually prepare for the podcast. But I use that same information in the show uh, the following morning on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. So basically, I'm basically prepping for two shows. And from then, after I get off the show, I always have my FanDuel lineup ready for the show, and I read it on air. And then I go and, you know, I start looking at the other sites that I play. And then I get the content from Drew and Mike, and, and I see what other people have. I had mine a day earlier, but when they have a player that I didn't see, I go and make sure I read that part because I'm like, how could I have missed this? So it's like all of a sudden going to school and have someone, your mom, check your work. Drew and Mike and my mom. Well, that has different connotations to it. But um, <laughs> there is uh, certainly a bit of a red pen aspect to it where um, I'm the same way reading the, the stuff on FI and, and what I can get my hands on where somebody like Ben Pritchett, who is so good at what he does, um, he'll write something up in one of the FI articles. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't know any of that. Well, how did agree? Like, how did I miss it? How did I not know this? I need to go back. And it's great. I mean, it's a great thing to do. And Tony, the one thing uh, I like to talk about on the pod is I work full time. Now I have two daughters. I know you have kids. Like it's, it's a yep. different world for guys who aren't doing this full time to try to fit it into your schedule. And you're even saying like, you're doing it professionally hosting the show, but you still have to prepare for your show. You're hosting. So you need to do your job and set a lineup. So it's, it's a lot of time management. It's a lot of taking information from where you can. You know, a funny story about Leone and I. Oh, we get into arguments on Twitter. We butt heads a lot. And one of the things we argued about was a long time ago about whether or not I would want to watch as many minor league games as possible if I would want to read from uh, scouts. And my original answer was, well, I would want to watch as many games as possible. And Mike brought up, well, then you're going to have player bias because you're not going to be able to watch all of them. So wouldn't you rather read from the guys who can watch all of them? And all of a sudden, a light went off. I was like, well, yeah, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. It's the same way with, with Daily Fantasy. I'd love to think I have all of the bases covered, pun intended there. Um, but I, I don't. I can't. And so I need to trust the guys I work with and the, the different platforms that they've done the research. And I'm going to take that all in together and make my decisions on my lineup. You know what? Uh, I'm going to relate you to an interesting 
thing that I, I got in the discussions. There were some people talking about the Facebook and Twitter. Sometimes it gets negative with the uh, mm-hmm. yearly and the daily fantasy leagues. And, and I had one guy, and I said basically to the guy, you know what, I can take anyone, and I think I can make them money uh, if they just play the games exactly what I tell them to play. Because I think what a lot of times is people get caught up in all these tournaments and chasing things around and then playing versus 50,000 people, where if you go head-to-head and 50-50 and you just have me making a couple bucks in, in playing for competition, I think you can be successful if you know what you're doing. And so basically I helped the guy out, and he's doing well. And the funniest thing I said to him one day, so before I started helping you, you were putting your own money in, and you work really hard. He's not rich. He has a wife. He has kids. And I said, and you had no idea what you're doing. Why would you do this? And it's amazing to me because I think people look at it as that, you know what, they watch the games on TV, so they know about sports, and they think they're going to be rich doing this. It's crazy to me that you don't get the advice from the sites that offer it. Uh, absolutely. And I think there's a bit of pride there. I think there are guys who play season long who would say they know the game. And I that's the thing I've always said is you need to respect the fact that it's not season long. And that's okay. It's okay that it's not season long. And admit the fact that it's not season long. If you are a season long stalwart, you're somebody who dominates your home leagues, you're in a couple of work leagues. Just understand that you're not going to jump right in and be dominant. You need to learn the game the way it is on all of these different sites. Um, and even further, there's just so much content to do on – think of the fact that – I don't know, Tony, for your season-long baseball drafts, how long you prepare for. I'm usually about two weeks. I'm trying to do research, get my stats in order, understand the other owners in my leagues, all those things. You have to cram that into about two hours every day doing daily fantasy. And that takes time and it takes dedication. And uh, the more content that's out there that you trust and that you enjoy reading, the better off you'll be because that'll just shorten the amount of research you need to do and the disadvantage you'll be in because there are guys out there doing this professionally, churning out algorithms that are way above anything I've ever thought of before. Um, So it, it certainly helps to have the likes of, you know, Daily Roto, Fantasy Insiders, and these different sites that are I don't want to say doing it for you because I still believe in bringing all the information together and making your own decisions, but certainly giving you a leg up, giving you that platform from which to jump towards the competition. Great stuff from Dan Strafford, fantasyinsiders.com. Dan, where can people check you out on SiriusXM and over at fantasyinsiders.com? How do they listen to your great stuff? Sure, uh, fantasyinsiders.com. Uh, you can listen there every morning. Uh, it's called the GPP Breakfast of Champions. Uh, you can find it on iTunes as well. As far as serious, every Saturday night from 10 to midnight, uh, it's myself and Joe Pizapia doing the Fantasy Black Book. Uh, we have some fun with uh, Daily on there, Tony. Uh, every week we play a FanDuel matchup. Whoever loses has to sing an embarrassing song. Um, <laughs> this Saturday I'm off, uh, but next Saturday I have to sing... Um, you're going to love me from uh, Dream Girls uh, because oh. I lost to Joe. Uh, it's going to be terrible, Tony. It's going to be downright awful. But well, um, here's, here's the way I think you guys should go. See, I went out, I did karaoke once in my life. And the way we did it, <laughs> we, were out with, we were out five guys, right? We were all drinking and everything, and we were at a karaoke place. So we decided that we would pick each other's songs, and you wouldn't know until you get up there. 
And mm-hmm. so basically, I got up there and I got we got the beat by the Go Go's, and it was nice. the worst experience. Like I've done a million things in my life, and I never get nervous. I was sweating bricks when I saw that thing. <laughs> and so I changed the we got the beat to uh, Dave beats his meat, and there were people so mad at me because they took karaoke seriously. Like I had to get, I was getting things thrown at me. Yes, I, the karaoke uh, people, the restaurant I used to work at, was very, very uh, stern and dedicated to the craft <laughs> of karaoke. That is for sure. Uh, but that, So that's Saturday. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Stratford. Uh, I am uh, always up for, for talking baseball. It distracts me from my day job, uh, which is always a beautiful thing. So I always appreciate uh, tweets during the day. There you go. And if you want to get in a three-way tweet, you know, a three-way fight, uh, Dan will go at it with Mike Leone, and you guys can go at it in a three-way spear. Take it on. Dan, thanks for joining us tonight. We look forward to doing it again. And absolutely continued success, my man. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate it. You listen to the Daily Roto Podcast. We will be back Monday. It will break down Monday's action for you, so stay tuned for all the great programming right here on DailyRoto.com. Make sure you go and check out all the information, all the free articles over here, and make sure you get all fired up. Daily Fantasy Sports, it's here. It's here to stay. (laughs) 